Let us pray. And for this cause Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos prayed and cried to heaven, and the Lord sent an angel which cut off all the mighty men of valor. Second Chronicles 32, 20 and 21 Be strong and courageous. These are the words that I chose to speak over myself today. As I continue to grow and expand in life, I will praise you for being the same God that gave King Hezekiah and Josiah continual victories in their quest to take hold of the promises you laid up for them. I choose to praise you because that same hand of protection and power rests on my life as well. May your supernatural hand give me victory over circumstances where my opposition seems to outnumber and outpower me. Although they may fight with their strength and connection, I fight by trusting in the Lord and by knowing that victory is only one prayer away. When you move, I will be careful not to expect you to come through for me in the same way every time. Instead, I will watch where you're going and then move in step with your plan. I will be strong and courageous, for victory is in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com A gentle yet terrifying slaughter. In our last story, we were introduced to King Hezekiah, the most righteous King Judah has ever known. Hezekiah clung to God's wisdom and established a kingdom that honored him. The people were beginning to heal once again, and joy filled the land. However, a dark beast still dwelled in the distance. The all-consuming nation of Assyria lay in wait for Judah. In this story, we learn about the battle between God and the Assyrian king Sennacherib, inspired by the book of Second Chronicles. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham, once again with today's episode of the Bible in a Year. In our prior reading, we were introduced to Hezekiah, Judah's most righteous king, the one that held fast to God. He broke the patterns of idolatry and unfaithfulness of those before him and restored the temple and turned the people's hearts to God. Though he was not a perfect person, no one is. He did believe and trust in God all the days of his life and obey him. Today, we'll see how even in the midst of a bright time for Judah, evil and darkness still lurk nearby. The Assyrians eye the kingdom of Judah, but God is faithful to Hezekiah and his people and shows he will fiercely protect his own. Let's hear now from the word of God. The kingdom of Assyria was like ravenous lions seeking more prey. It had devoured the entire nation of Israel in a matter of days. Now it sought to satisfy its hunger with Judah. Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, gathered an entire army at the border of Judah. They overtook a small fortified city and made camp there. 
They waited for Hezekiah and his armies to mount an attack against them. Most kings would have been quick to rally their troops and march straight into battle, but not Hezekiah. He knew that there must be some way to defeat them without recklessly running into battle. Hezekiah gathered his mighty men and commanders to brainstorm. Together they looked at the maps of Judah. They spent hours looking for ways to cut through the fortified city where the Assyrians waited. There was no way in besides the front gates. However, there was something else that Hezekiah spotted. On the map was a river that ran from the top of the hills down into the fortified city. That river was the only source of water for Sennacherib and his troops. Hezekiah's face lit up, and he banged on the table with joy. Immediately, he sent his troops to make a dam to stop the flow of water into the city. The brook that flowed into the enemy camp was completely dried up in a matter of days. The streams were stopped, and the brook that flowed down into the outer country was dry. While the Assyrians began to deteriorate from lack of water, Hezekiah had his blacksmiths forge more shields and spears for his troops. If he was going to storm the city, he wanted every detail done right. Hezekiah marched with his men on the hillside and made camp. He looked down upon the city where the Assyrians camped and turned back to his men. Be strong and courageous, Hezekiah yelled. His armor glimmered in the sun. The strength and courage of Joshua was upon him. Do not fear the horde below you. We outnumber them, the king paused for a moment. Yes, they had the numbers, and the Assyrians were weak from lack of water, but that is not why they should be brave. No, it was because the Lord was with them. Hezekiah held his sword up high and shouted, Assyria has the arm of man, but we fight with the power of the Lord. He is the one who fights our battles. The armies of Judah erupted in praise. Hezekiah smiled towards heaven, and God's people prepared for the coming battle. They would wait a few more days for the Assyrians to weaken. Then they would mount their attack. While Judah prepared for their ambush, the king of Assyria sent messengers to Judah. He sowed seeds of doubt and fear into their minds. His intention was to divide them. As Hezekiah cut off their water supply, Sennacherib would cut off their trust. His message was compelling. With deception, the king said, Are you really going to put your trust in Hezekiah and his god? Isn't he the one who took away your gods and forced you to worship his god? He could not save Israel from our hand. We took them easily, as we did many other nations. Their gods did not save them. No god of any nation has been able to defeat me. I am inevitably victorious. This message was sent to many leaders. He also had his servants pretend to be Judeans and yell it in the city streets. Sennacherib's desire was to sow chaos and doubt. He had no idea what type of god he was challenging. Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah prayed silently in the cool of the night. The gentle evening breeze caressed the backs of their heads as they bowed in prayer. The wind whistled down the hills and through the camp down below. With the breeze came a terrifyingly silent presence. An angel of the Lord stepped foot into the Assyrian camp. He walked its alleys unseen. He passed by tents and fires without casting a shadow. As a silent thief, the angel of God stole the life away from Sennacherib's warriors, 
One by one, their spirits were taken from them. It was a gentle yet terrifying slaughter. And as quickly as the angel came, he left with the wind. Darkness was still covering the sky, and the sun was moments away from peeking its head over the hills. Hezekiah and his men arose early to prepare for battle, but as they looked down at the city below, the Assyrians were departing. Yet only a few remained. Hezekiah could barely see because of the dim morning. However, he could see that at the front of the line exiting the camp, Sennacherib rode with his head held low. The tyrant warlord was shamed by the might of God. King Sennacherib returned to his homeland in embarrassment. He had lost most of his men, his best men. The servants who remained were dehydrated and worthless. The warlord entered into the temple of his god to pray. He could not fathom such a defeat. It had happened right under his nose while he was sleeping. There was no battle, no fighting, and not even a whisper. As Sennacherib bowed his head at the altar, a few shadows loomed over him. He looked up to see his sons looking down at him. Before he could say a word, his sons drove their blades into his heart and throat. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Judah. Although Hezekiah was an imperfect man, he was faithful to cling to God and seek him continually. Hezekiah would struggle with pride just like any other king, but he was quick to repent and slow to argue the Lord. God restored riches, livestock, and health to the people of Judah. Any rumors once sowed by the Assyrians were forgotten. People rejoiced over their king, and they rejoiced over God. As we begin today's reading, we find the emboldened Assyrian king and his army hungry for more power and control. Their swift defeat of Israel was easy, and now they've set their eyes on the south. In their minds, Judah was there for the taking. So they took over a small border town and waited for Judah to respond and attack. But as we've seen, Hezekiah is not like the other kings. He's not quick to rush to judgment or to war. He waits on God's instructions. And God then granted him wisdom to lead Judah with courage and discernment. Hezekiah takes his time to plan, strategize, and seek the counsel of the brave and mighty warriors of his army. They realize that the town where the Assyrian army is camped has a major weakness they can exploit. By damming the only river running into the city, they cut off the soldiers' water. And no matter how strong an army may be without water, strength will falter and fade. Then Hezekiah and his men waited for the Assyrians to weaken, and their plan worked. For days the enemy went without water. Hezekiah took this time to make more shields for his army and fortify his defenses. Finally, he knew it was time to attack. He gave a very powerful speech to rally the troops, and he said this in 2 Chronicles 32, verse 7, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him, for there are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us the Lord our God, to help us and to fight our battles. What a tremendous verse of Scripture. When he said there are more with us than with him, Hezekiah was not speaking of human strength or more battlements. He was telling his men that it didn't matter what Assyria sent their way, that God would overcome them all. His angel armies were on alert. The words of Hezekiah remind us of the words of David, 
as he spoke to Goliath before slaying him. Though the giants in our life may come to us with sword and spear, we rely on the Lord in our spiritual battles. We know that our God is greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, says the scripture. So the battle is the Lord, and we can trust him always for his power and his strength and ultimately the victory. These were just the words the army needed to hear. They were filled with confidence and faith, not in themselves, but in Almighty God. The king of Assyria knew he needed to gain the upper hand and weaken the resolve of Judah. So he sent messengers to spread lies and cast doubt upon the word of God. Isn't that the oldest trick in the enemy's book? We saw it back in the Garden of Eden when the tempter questioned the word of God by saying, Has God said? Yet even today, those words can be effective. The enemy says, God didn't say this. You can't believe the Bible. Can you really trust God? But God wasn't going to let the enemy win. He sent his angels into the Assyrian camp, and they quietly cut down the commanders and officers leading the army. The enemy was vanquished without Hezekiah or his men even raising a sword against them. Sennacherib, the defeated king of Assyria, ran and returned home, put to shame by the great God, the king of angel armies. Hezekiah gives us a tremendous example of what it is to fight for the Lord, to remain in faith as we face our own personal battles. Though Hezekiah was not perfect, he was counted on as righteousness because he trusted in God, and he was always willing to confess his sin and to repent from wrongdoing in his life and for the nation. And because he led with righteousness and faith, the people followed. The people followed him, and they followed the Lord, praising the one true God and rejoicing in his provision and protection. Dear God, we know that we do not fight our battles alone, that you are fighting our battles for us. And because we know Christ in our lives, we have eternal victory. We also know that we are to always be vigilant in preparing to face enemies that come against us. So Lord, we do stay alert and we stand strong in you and we trust and pray and call on your name. Thank you for your strength, for being our shield and our salvation. In Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. This is Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority along with Bible study in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. If you want more resources as to how you can live the Christian life, in fullness and in victory, be sure to visit jackgram.org. Once again, for free resources as to how you can begin living the Christian life, go to jackgram.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.